Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High presents Ghost Story. We open on an exterior shot of the decrepit remains of Nethermare Manor. The sky above the old Gothic house is darkened by clouds. And although you know, you listener, know that it's daytime right now, oh, the spookiness factor is reading nighttime in a big way. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't know that the moon that you see at night and makes night scary with its big yellow face doesn't actually disappear or die or leave town during the day. It's still up there being just as spooky as ever, except in a more secret, some would argue, even scarier way. And that's what's happening right now. And then also, as if that wasn't bad enough, kablamo, there's some lightning. Followed in turn by its best friend, Thunder. We cut to the interior of Nethermare Manor now, just as that thunder strikes. And the sound of heavy, chubby raindrops begins rattling off of the old decrepit roof. It is in this, uh, it is under this old decrepit roof that we find our three heroes, staring contemplatively at an empty display case in the occult library of Kilazar Nethermare. Okay, so why am I supposed to care about this rock priest? Uh, could... I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> rock priest! Rock priest! You don't think it's weird that the priest used to be a rock? I do think that's weird. I do think or that's that, weird. Or that uh, the priest became a rock All and of then this is became because he's got the priest collar there as the rock you can you can just see the outline you guys see that but doesn't it just seem like this town is just abandoned except for a bunch of skeletons and maybe like everything's actually just fine and no, they're just I living think that's weird too no it's starting to seem like the town is abandoned cuz the rock priest uh rock priest <laughs> No, 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 no. Just gonna edit that in every no, time. Because no, 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 no. the rock priest uh, <laughs> drained everybody of their life force until they lied down and died, and then gave me a nightmare about it. And then gave, and then, well, you're, the nightmare seems different. And the nightmare seems like there was a rock. Now he's doing it to ghosts, also. So it's worse in my head. Yeah. So oh, it could Penny, get worse. Penny. You remember when we astral projected and our astral forms kept getting sucked to this mansion? I do now. That was not long ago. And I did forget that. <laughs> but I do remember that yeah, now. Yeah, it was just and a I few minutes like ago. <laughs> There's so much to digest. I feel like we need to take all this information back home, go to sleep, and then wake up a new day and hash this out. Go to sleep! I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I agree we should get out of this freaking town with all of these goobers, skeletons running around, falling apart, f- dropping their bones on each other. Because well, it's not I like. I don't think I'm going to go to sleep tonight though, but y'all do you. Well, fine. Then you go back to your house and you get a big whiteboard and you start mapping out all the stuff. Ooh, I'm going to use a cork board. We hear the volume on this conversation Uh turn down subtly, Penny, as your attention is drawn past your two friends and back to the doorway to the library where you see 
hovering just on the edge of the doorway, a spectral hooded figure. You can feel it as though it's staring directly into the inside of you, even though its face, if it has one, is totally obscured by hooded darkness. And then, as soon as you've noticed it, it flits away out of sight. Hey! What? Hey, did, did you see that, either of you, in the doorway? No. I'm not crazy. I saw the same figure again. I, put, uh, I know, no, one, no one said you were crazy. Two, let's go after it. I was saying that more for me than for you. I am not crazy. <laughs> penny to penny. <laughs> Zeke puts a hand on Penny's shoulder. Penny? Yes, I'm Penny. You're not crazy. Penny, not crazy. Penny, You're not crazy. But I'm seeing a hooded figure. Was it the same one yes. that you saw that led you to this room? Yes, and it just keeps like, it wants me to follow it. Ugh. And I followed it here. How many, the last time we followed something, it ended up being Dookie. <laughs> and who loved Dookie? You did. You're so. right. I've talked myself into it. Let's follow the ghost. <laughs> well, I don't know where it went. And we see Penny take a few steps towards the doorway. So she's standing right in the doorway looking around. Penny, you peer out this doorway and see again this long, darkened hallway. At first, you see nothing in the darkness, no movement, no presences of any kind. But then, out of the corner of your eye, just at the bottom of the staircase, you see the tail of a cloak whipping around a corner. There! Just just lead the way. I can't see nothing. I'm scared to put the goggles on right now. We see Penny move at a quick pace towards the hooded figure. We cut downstairs as Zeke, out of breath for some reason, (laughs) followed by Angela, arrived just at Penny's back to find her staring at an empty wall. It went this way. We see Penny point at the wall. Through the wall? Through the wall. Mm, Well, maybe there's a way we can get in. Angela starts putting her hands on the wall and pushing it as if she thinks it will just pop open. We, are you looking for a secret entrance? Yeah, I mean, we're in this, like, really rich mansion. There could be all these hidden secrets in it. Or you could use that big, strong arm of yours and make us one. Oh, that's a really good idea. So I guess Angela's going to punch this wall. Hope this isn't a load-bearing wall. What does that mean? The house will come down. Oh, mm, we'll cross that bridge when it happens. <laughs> So because Angela is so strong and good at fighting, she knows that she can blast through this wall to see what's on the other side. So Angela's going to rear up her big green hand, like spin it like a tornado. Donkey Kong. Yes, like Donkey Kong. And then, (laughs) and then, bam, smash. Our view of the scene is momentarily obscured by a tremendous cloud of dust composed largely of pulverized drywall and insulation that you all, ooh, hope was not asbestos-based. Ooh. Mm. (laughs) Can't wait to see what that does to my brain in 20 years. I got drywall powder in my mouth. Spit it out! You're just a human! (laughs) You can't eat drywall powder like us monsters do. (laughs) But as the dust and debris settles out of the air into the ground, 
you are all left staring into a massive, ragged, Kool-Aid man-style doorway. Just beyond which is an ancient, darkened staircase. Descending into also darkness. Up or down? <laughs> uh, this one descends oh, down. Oh, descends down. Okay. okay, okay. Uh, Angela is going <laughs> to... I don't know. We're Listen, we're in Ordinary Falls. Who knows? What's up is down. Yeah. What's down is we don't up. know. I got to ask for clarification. Wacky town. Skeletons are alive and stairways descend up. Yeah. Um, Angela, after she blasts through the wall, is going to take a step closer to peer into where the hole is, um, revealing the staircase. She's going to turn around to Penny and Zeke and say, there's a stairwell in here. Good job, Angela. God. You okay? You're having a real rough powder in my mouth. It's gross. (laughs) Well, if you didn't stand around with your mouth open all the time, (laughs) it probably wouldn't happen so much. Yep. Um, okay, so your hooded figure wanted us to see this for some reason. So are we gonna go down there? Yeah, I mean, we we put a big hole in the wall. It would seem rude to the house not to follow through. Right. All right, Zeke, after you. And Angela grabs Zeke's uh, lab coat and shoves him forward. Wait, whoa, whoa! Oh, there he goes. What the fuck? We cut to the bottom of the staircase as, with a cartoonish crash, Zeke lands face first, lab coat last. I didn't really think you were gonna fall down the stairs. You threw me! I just pushed you a little bit. Uh, What's it looking like down there? Dark! Use your cell phone light. Hold on! Zeke, uh, bleep bloops on his science watch uh, to illuminate a flashlight from his wrist to see the darkened surroundings of the probably filthy, dirty ground he has found himself lying prone on. Zeke, as you shine your, let's face it, somewhat rudimentary science watch light around this newly revealed space, the shape of the room into which you have been chucked begins to reveal itself to you. Zeke, you find yourself in a wide, tall chamber, which seems to be perfectly round. There is no furniture or adornments of any kind here, and the floor, though covered in a thin layer of dust, is made of perfectly smooth white marble. As you take a few steps deeper into the room, science watch light held aloft in front of you, you discover the sole object contained within this space. In the center of this round chamber, you find a large marble, equally round, cylindrical pedestal. Um, I think I found like a, like a trophy room. All right, we'll be right down. Um, Angela runs down the stairs followed by Penny and quickly turns on her cell phone light to examine the room. Now, with twice as much illumination from two cell phone lights, 
the grim reality of this room becomes even more clear to you all. Angela, as you and Zeke, twin cell phone lights held aloft, make your way to the edges of this room, the two of you make a horrific discovery. You find, seared into the marble of the walls, black shadows in the shape of human silhouettes. Twelve in total, spaced evenly along the walls of this round room like the numbers on a clock. Oh my god. Angela um, gets closer to the wall and puts up her cell phone light and touches the wall. Were these actual people? It's like a bomb went off. But also the room is intact. Yeah. And the figure wanted us to see this. Well, I think it's safe to say the figure is one of the 12 uh, ash impressions that are left on these walls. Do you think your mom was involved in this, Penny? Yes. Do you think she's one of the figures that was on this wall? I've been coming to terms with that all day. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she was working with him or a victim, both... Against him from the I, inside. I don't know. There's, and your mom. Is yeah, your mom. Somewhere. Your I don't mom know. is in on this too? Maybe. We ain't seen her in any of the pictures yet, which is, I guess, reassuring. Do you see the ghost that led us here? We see Penny pull out her cell phone too. Now we got three. Oh, what do we see with three lights? Specifically, <laughs> look around for that figure. Three lights. You've unlocked the special code. Yay! <laughs> A wall opens up, revealing the treasure room. <laughs> There's a turkey leg for each of you and four crowns. Yay! <laughs> um, Penny, as you sweep your light across this grim scene, past the podium in the center of the room, you see a glint off of something reflective, like a small piece of metal. We see Penny cross to um, whatever is shining and reach out to touch it. Resting directly on top of the podium, itself covered with a thin layer of dust. Penny, you find the source of the reflection. You find a single bullet. What? Look at this. What'd you find? A bullet? Hmm. Just one? Uh, I mean, is anything on it? Is it just plain bullet? There's no, like, blood or anything on it? Is that how those work? Uh, I'm starting to get a headache like when I went to that escape room and I couldn't figure out how to get out. Were you with Tim and Carlos? Yes, I was with Tim and Carlos. That's why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we cut to the escape room with Zeke, <laughs> Tim, and Carlos. Tim, can you please get off your phone and help us look for clues? No, I'm using my phone to Google um, what's the most boring stuff on earth because I'd rather be there. Carlos, please stop unraveling the rug. I don't think you're going to find any clues in the fibers. No, but Zeke, look, underneath the rug, on the tag, there's like 10 numbers in a row underneath this barcode. They've got to mean something. <laughs> it's the UPC code. Can you please stop destroying our room? You signed a waiver. <laughs> we have your credit card on file. And your mom's phone number because you do this once a week. <laughs> No, don't. You already maxed out the last credit card. I gotta quit my job. <laughs> and we followed that escape room employee home to their small apartment. <laughs> hey, babe, how was work? Shut up, Frankie. Okay, cool. And we cut back. <laughs> <laughs>
Penny takes a closer look at the bullet to see if there's any substance, markings, anything on this bullet. Penny, you don't know much about bullets. Mm-mm. And this one to you looks like is one. It just looks like a bullet. I... Like, is this, like, ev- like evidence? or Like, are we supposed to take this? We, yeah. Is this it, something special that we need? I don't think there's anything weird about this bullet. It's just a bullet, but I don't know why it's here. And I don't know if it's for us or if it's for... I don't know. Okay. So someone was shot. Maybe. And then there's 12 people just etched into the walls. And they just put this bullet on display Nothing for weird. someone to bust through the wall, walk downstairs following a shadowed figure, and then be confused. I'm going to offer a bit of complete and utter speculation and conjecture. I think they brought the rock down here. They brought Rock Priest back from the dead. Rock Priest. Rock Priest came back to life. Someone tried to shoot him. It didn't work. And then he exploded and killed 12 people and turned them into ash silhouettes. Oh. That is my working hypothesis. And where is he now? I don't know. Figure. Penny looks up at this guy. <laughs> I bet after that happened, he went and ran a church for a few decades. So these people have been down here for a very long time. That's my complete guess. Were they like sacrifices to bring him back? Okay, my brain is starting to hurt. Yeah. yeah let's uh, get out of this horrible town. Let's get out of this spooky house. Let's get out of this terrible town that is, uh, if I might say so, anything but ordinary. You don't want to stay here and hang out with Dookie? That's an Avril Lavigne song. Anything but ordinary? It's the only CD my dad bought me. I <laughs> love oldies. Okay, yeah, let's let's leave. <laughs> It's not like this town is going anywhere. So... Dookie has my phone number. Dookie has your phone number. I just wish that figure would have, like, not run away and shown me its face. Or, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we should just go and come back. I'm exhausted and confused. Yeah, yeah. As we see our three heroes, cloaked in darkness, their cell phone lights before them, approaching the recently uncovered staircase. We hear the faintest inkling of a distant sound. Zeke, you hear it first. You hear a squeaking. And then before your eyes, a small red ball finishes bouncing down the last few steps and rolls with a final squeak to rest at your feet. Uh, where did that come from? Oh. Is that a, um, clown nose? With that question, Penny, you hear a larger, a larger sound now. <laughs> Bigger nose. <laughs> As with a heavy thud and crack, a human skull rolls down the staircase, landing directly behind the little red ball, so that the ball perfectly covers up the skull's nose hole. Uh, I feel like we could fit in a got your nose joke here, but... Zeke reaches out gingerly with his foot to uh, just squeak the nose with his like the toe of his shoe. Yeah, you, uh, you poke the nose with the toe of your shoe, and it emits a tender little squeak, followed by the sound of air rushing rapidly into an enclosed space as a balloon begins to inflate from the neck of the skull. What the fuck? What? What the fuck? The ballooning continues to increase in size, lifting the skull and the nose up off the ground until it looks like a giant Weeble Wobble doll. 
until with a tremendous loud pop, the balloon explodes, revealing a full clown dress skeleton now emitting from the bottom of the skull. And Penny is going to use um, her powers to ch- throw that that whole thing, that bag of bones, into the wall. With a uh, loud, dusty clatter, this bag of bones smashes against the wall of the room, colliding with one of the shadowy shapes to explode into bones and dust. You hear a final small squeak as the nose and the skull hit the floor. And then you hear more clattering. Another air-filling balloon sound as before you, two clown skeletons now reassemble themselves from the pile. Oh, uh, you're just making what? more of them. What? I didn't know I was gonna do that. God. Let's get out of here. Let go, uh, go, Don't have, go, don't go, have go, time go. for this nonsense. Uh, Angela pushes past some of the skeletons and kicks them over with her feet and makes her way upstairs. Penny and Zeke, you watch as behind Angela's back, the skeleton that she just smashed on the ground itself then rises, reformed into two. Leaving you with now three skeletal clown monsters standing between you and the staircase. Oh, great, thanks, Angela. Okay, we're just going to do this very gently. And instead of throwing all three across the room, we see Penny, after learning from both her and Angela's previous mistakes of flinging them, um, Penny is just going to hoist them up very gently and just very slowly pan them around the room and sit all of them down. Let's go uh, 25 feet behind them and facing the wall so they would have to t- turn around and run. You know, they're, they're a little ways away. So we see, uh, we see these three clown skeletons struggle against the telekinetic constraints placed on them by Penny as their skulls whip around backwards on their necks to face you Ah. impotently from their spot and uh, not the corner because this is a circular room but where a corner would be if a circular room had corners (laughs) we cut to the top of the staircase where Angela Atticus Jr. is greeted with a cartoonishly large hammer rushing towards her face Angela sees a giant hammer coming towards her face and just in it, as a reaction, like as an instinct, she just thorn blasts, puts her hand out and thorn blasts whatever's in front of her. From the bottom of the stairs, Zeke and Penny, you hear a loud bang, followed by the clattering of bones somewhere at the top of the staircase. This sound is then immediately followed by the heavy tones of Angela Atticus Jr. crashing back to the bottom of the stairs. Did you hit another one of them apart? There was just a hammer in my face out of nowhere and I just reacted. Quit hitting them apart. You're making more. Mm. Let's go. We just have to move them and get out. Okay. After you, queen of moving stuff with your brain. Good one. Thank you. We see Penny take (laughs) off up the stairs. Yeah, I would say Angela is taking off after Penny. Yeah, Zeke is trying to stay perfectly sandwiched between them on either side for supernatural protection. We're just running the three of us up the stairway at the same time. Okay. Protecting that baby Zeke, that little skin bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Penny, you lead Angela and Zeke to the top of the stairs, where you can see the scattering of bones from the skeleton what had just hit Angela with the hammer already beginning to reconstitute themselves into several more clown skeletons surrounding you all in this hallway. You see the exit to the house beckoning you beyond the foyer. And you also see Penny in the opposite direction at the end of this hall, the spectral hooded figure drifting into another darkened room. Oh, no. What, the skeletons? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Yes, that, and also the hooded figure, it just ran another way. Okay, I'm worried about the skeletons. Yeah, I'm trying to get out of here. There's I think... a lot of skeletons. Yeah. Okay, fine, but we have to come back. Okay. Hey, when we have skeleton weapons. Yes. yes. We see Penny, take a look at the room around her, focus in on the exit in which she has decided they will use at this time. <laughs> Um, and instead of um, attacking the skeletons, Penny is going to use her like shield that she's been using and practicing to put around the three of us so we can get safely out the door and not get slapped in the head. Bubble shields, bubble shields. We see Penny lock eyes with the door, look around at the skeletons, decide we cannot afford to hit any more of them because we will have to deal with that in the future or whoever is here will have to deal with that now um, and use her telekinesis to create the force field around her, Angela, and Zeke to protect them as they make their way out the door. Uh, we see Zeke staring up awestruck at Penny's force field so enwrapped by what he's seeing that he does not notice that Penny and Angela have started moving forward and the force field has come with them. Ah, Z, get close. Yeah, keep up. I'm coming, I'm coming. And we cut to the gloomy exterior of Nethermare Manor as, like the previously mentioned Kool-Aid man, a giant magical hamster ball blasts through the front door, taking about three feet of wall around it on all sides with it. We'll come back and fix it. No, we won't. <laughs> but we will come back. We will come back. We're not fixing it. You hear in response a distant honking. And Penny, as you roll this ball down the driveway and away from the house, you cast one last furtive glance over your shoulder and you see the hooded figure in an upstairs window before it gradually fades away into darkness. We see Penny hesitate, come to a full stop and look up at the window. Zeke doesn't stop running and hits the other side of the force field. Oh! I feel like you need my help. I'm sorry, we'll be back. We cut to Angela's bedroom as she leaves her attached bathroom. Um, she just took a shower and she's in a comfy robe and she's messing up her hair with the towel to try to dry it. And she walks over to her bed where Zeke, Penny, Saber, Heck, and Scoobums are all seated on her bed and scattered around the floor. Zeke is lying, legs on bed, top half hanging off bed, upside down, arms on floor. Okay, whoever wants to take a shower next can feel free to. Oh, I feel so much better after that. Get all the clown 
skeleton dust off me. I'm good. And Zeke rolls over and just a big cloud of like drywall debris and dirt comes off of him onto your bedspread. You are... <laughs> You're filthy. Get off my bed. Uh, what's a clown? <laughs> um, Penny, you love clowns. Why don't you explain this? Um, they are terrifying and joyful. They can entertain you or, as I just learned... Try to murder you, you know? Am I a clown? Uh, n- no. No, no. No. Have you seen it? What? <laughs> Ooh, we're gonna watch. Okay, Scoobums, <laughs> we're gonna show you what clowns are, okay? Okay. <laughs> are we gonna scare? I don't wanna scare Scoobums. Scoobums, have you watched spooky movies? What's a movie? Maybe we should start him on, like, Disney. <laughs> Ooh, big comfy couch. Clowns, <gasps> lovely, child friendly, cute. Perfect. So, what do we do now? Angela walks out of her room and wheels in a uh, whiteboard that's half whiteboard, half corkboard, so we can, like, write things out. (laughs) It's very useful because we can write, plan, and then have photos. You used to do your mood boards. I on used to it. do, yeah. So I used because I used to be an influencer, yeah. you know. So, so Angela's gonna wheel in this whiteboard, cork board uh, hybrid, and say, "Well, let's get to planning." Behind Angela, you can all see very clearly that drawn on the whiteboard is a crude drawing of a sheet-covered ghost with an erection. <laughs> Who drew this? Scoobums. Scoobums. I don't know how to draw. <laughs> saber. <laughs> yeah, it was saber. Sorry, Scoobums. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Scoobums, do you even get what the joke is? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch, she has eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. She's <laughs> <laughs> our wholesome baby. <laughs> Okay, step one. Step one. Let's hear it, Angela. Uh, okay. Well, lots of information here. But then we also have two problems going on. We have Ordinary Falls going on and Nethermere, and then we have our ghost town that we kind of live in right now. Uh Uh-huh. So, ghost town. How do we protect and get rid of safely the ghosts that are in our town? Protect and get rid of. Yes. Well, we were trying to find a priest, but the priest that we found is not, you know, ideally the one I was hoping for. He's a rock priest. Right. Seems like not a good guy, right? Okay. wouldn't ask him for help. Okay. But we know that, okay, we tried to find a priest, couldn't find a priest, not, not available to us right now. So why don't we call on the Haunted Files? What? No. Yes. Why? No. I hate that show. I what? want to call on those freaking goobers. Why? For what? Because they literally solve ghost problems. It's like Do their they? job. I thought it Do was just they? made up. I thought they just ran around through darkened hallways waving stud finders in the air going, I got something, I got something. Well, Carlos said they're pretty legit. Oh, well, if Carlos said. Thank you, Saber. Okay, well, what other option do you have right now? We don't know how, we can't do the thing that we were going to do because we can't find a priest. We do have a lot on our plate right now. Yes. And the ordinary fall stuff seems 
a little more pressing. The ghosts, I mean, the ghost in the locker room is dangerous, but it's they just, just want to play football. It's yeah. dangerous in the same way it would be dangerous if the dangerous if there was like a, a mountain lion in the locker room. We need to call in the specialist. We gotta call pest control. Yeah, we gotta we got call it. ghost pest control. And why don't we just have someone else help us out while we just work on something else? <sighs> it seems like pretty smart. But also, how good are they at their jobs if they don't even know this issue exists? I mean, they're really busy. They're traveling around the world solving ghost crimes, you know? Like, they don't know about this small town and what's going on here. We have to let them know. Okay. Okay, so... Who do we get in touch with? I'm assuming the Chag Nethermere. Wait. Nethermere? Didn't you all just get attacked by spooky clown skeletons in a place called... Nethermere. Nethermere Manor? Literally, literally everyone in the room just, like, stares at a spot on the ground for a second. How common is that name? I don't think very. So we have... Keelazar Nethermere. And Chag Nethermere. Okay, then that's also another reason to be contacting him. And not trust him. But then, don't you think that if we have eyes on him at least, that we can um, just, I mean, what, you keep your enemies closer? Is that what they say? Is that the same? I like to fling my enemies into the wall. Okay, well, sometimes they build more enemies. (laughs) It was just that one time. (laughs) But listen, we, okay, we can't do everything ourselves. We got to have the ghost crew here, and then we can do the ordinary falls thing. And in this, too, we can also find out any information from Chag. Yeah, also, it seems like if Chag was uh, an evil necromancer or whatever, like his relative was, that there'd be more, uh, there'd be better things he could do with his power than just be a reality star on basic cable. I agree. It's like when you see the Netflix special for, like, a psychic, and it's like, well, if you were really psychic, I feel like you could be doing a little bit more than just, like, a Netflix show. You know what I mean? Like Peacock Plus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe Thank he's not back. aware of his family and all of this information, and when we give him this information, then he's going to, like, have access to something that he didn't even know about, and he's not going to know how to handle it, and everything's going to go bad. We don't got to tell him. We don't tell him anything. Okay, yeah. I'm just not going to talk to him, because I, I have a bad attitude today. That's fine. His name's Chag. He doesn't seem like he'd be that pleasant to talk to anyway. No. I'll handle that. I will reach out to them. That is my task. Okay. We cut to a staticky screen where we hear somebody fumbling around with a video recorder. Scoobums just press the button. Which button? There's too many. The red one. Big red one. What's red? (laughs) Blood color. (laughs) (laughs) So we see in the bottom right, it says December 3rd, 1973. (laughs) (laughs) This is like Jeff's first, this is like on Betamax. (laughs) 2.42 a.m. And then you see Penny, Zeke, and Angela waving at the camera, and then it cuts to a black screen that says, Chill Haven Audition Tape 4. And then 
it slides in. The font slides in, and it says, The Haunted Files. Hello! My name is Zeke Lynn. I am Angela Atticus Jr. I'm Penny. And we are writing to you, The Haunted Files, because our town is haunted. haunted. It's haunted. It's haunted. Here, come along and let us show you the ghosts. The ghosts. Come along. Okay, and Scoobums, you can cut. Here we have a ghost. Hey, what's up? I'm a ghost. We don't know how the ghost got here. No clue. No clue. Whatsoever. Ghost. Definitely wasn't us. Wasn't us. Ghost, how did you get here? I'm from hell. Oh, no. We need help to get the ghosts under control. Come try and get rid of me, bitch. (laughs) Oh, my God. we told you you can't swear this is going to. Here we have yet another ghost. This one is very angry. Um. Ooh, I um, I got a, I got a, a, a revenge to get. Oh, oh no! Li- no. Don't place revenge on this town. Oh, but you guys told me that I was. This is our school. Penny, come on. This is our school. Yeah. It is haunted. It's so haunted. There's so many ghosts in there. We're gonna show you one in its natural habitat. As the camera raises up, we see the freshly ectoplasmed form of Coach Sheehan standing awkwardly, staring directly into the lens. Coach, don't look at the camera. You're supposed to look natural. How am I supposed to look natural? I'm an unnatural being. Oh, God, if this was a mistake, cut, cut. So in conclusion, there are many ghosts. And we just want to go back to school and learn, but we can't because of ghosts. And live our normal human lives. Please, Haunted Files, help us us come to Chillhaven, the most haunted town in the world. world. I told you I didn't want to. And then it cuts to us standing very, very far away from the camera, waving at it as like stock music plays over top. And we cut to that final shot of the video playing on a larger, newer looking screen. And as our camera pulls back from this screen, we see that it is contained within a large office space. Directly in front of the screen, we see a conference table at which are seated three goth dressed looking weirdos. With a click of a remote, the screen goes blank. And we see a small youngish woman with a hip haircut standing beside the screen before the conference table. She says, um, so listen, I know, uh, I knew you guys didn't want to go out into the middle of nowhere, but this is like the fourth video we've gotten from this Chillhaven place. It's, uh, I mean, it could be like a whole month of content. If any, if even a few of these hauntings, like, you know, give us a little bit of a little bit of fodder. Like some of these weirdos from this town would be read great on camera. What's the town? Well, I just said it's Chillhaven, Jack. Are you not listening to me? Can you put your phone away? <sighs> just, I'm checking my Tic Tac views. <sighs> Look, I just Googled it, and, like, there's not a single hotel in this town that has higher than three stars, and I find that completely absurd. Then where are we supposed to stay? Yeah. I like to be comfortable while I'm hunting ghosts, Brian. Yeah, we're not going back to the early days. 
don't know who Brian is. Your uh, name is they Brian. told me Brian was the name of the producer. I can't learn a bunch of names, okay? So every time I mean a producer, I assume their name is Brian. Yeah. What I mean, did you watch the videos? What do they look like? Well, I just played them for you. Yeah, what? we didn't watch it. We didn't. We were like <laughs> we're on our phones. Yeah. <laughs> Recap it for us. Come on. We don't have time to like watch the videos. You know that? Like we're multitasking. Oakley, what do you make of this? Um. Listen, guys, I'm just here to push buttons. I'm down for anything. Brian. Fine. Yeah, I'm Brian. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just listen. We're already way over budget on this season because of the whole demon catching fiasco. But I told you that that was Oakley's fault. What? That was your fault. Listen, it doesn't, I don't want to rehash it again. The van has already been scrapped. Half of my wardrobe has blood out of it now, but. (laughs) I paid you back. If we could do like half a season of footage in this one small town, like these people are so into this crap. Like some of them were even doing cosplay as forest creatures in the footage they sent us. That's fucking weird. They're all weird. That's my point. We got a bunch bunch of of dorks. We get a bunch of these weirdos and dorks on camera and maybe, you know, maybe there's even like a real haunting in this one. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. I don't know if this one bombs and it's, it's on you, Brian. I'm not taking the blame this time. Listen, all of our seasons are just an excuse for a vacation, right? Yeah, but this place is totally freaking boring. Yeah, but we get paid. I miss season 15. Oh my God, Haunted Hawaii too. was the best. I know. It, listen, if we can get at least three full episodes out of this Chillhaven place, we'll do Haunted Iceland next. Yes! Oh it's been on our to-do list for so long! Well... I guess we're going to Cold Hampton. No, it's or whatever it's called. It doesn't matter. It's Chill Horvin. Chad Mountain? Oh yeah, it was Chad Mountain. We're going to Chag Chag Mountain? Chag Mountain. Chag Mountain. Can we just call it Chag Mountain? We're going to Chag Mountain. It's gonna be way easier to remember. Chag Mountain. Chag Mountain. Chag Mountain. Chag Mountain. And we cut to an exterior shot of their tour bus driving away from the studio as the chants of Chag Mountain fade into the distance. (laughs) Chag Mountain, Chag Mountain, Chag Mountain, Chag Mountain, Chag Mountain, Chag Mountain, Chag Mountain. People listen to this podcast. Angel Atticus Jr. is performed by Illustrious Megan Slissman. Kenny White is performed by Impeccable Miss Lawson. Zeke Lynn is performed by the unstoppable James Kenlar, who is also the composer for all original music in the podcast. Every other character is performed by the inimitable Philip Slissman, who is also the game master and producer of Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. Additional sound effects provided by zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week tabletop game, created by Michael Sands. Well, that's it for now.